hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, the highly produced show where one couple talks about one movie while high. But today, we're not going to be doing that because it's time for some sober thoughts. And if you don't know what that is, it's where me and Christian talk about all of our movies that we talked about this month. Well, completely. And utterly. Sober. Unfortunately. We've been sober for like the past few months, though. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> And today was a very special episode of Sober Thoughts. We're covering Spooktober. And for Spooktober, we like to dress up by finding things around our house to dress up as, as me and Christian both guess what it is. So I just want to point out, (laughs) Sahara literally put on one item of clothing for her thing. And I was like, oh, are you so-and-so? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) She has no idea what I am. I don't know. But okay, so I'm wearing a white, what, what do you call this? Sweatshirt? Not a sweatshirt. It's just a dress shirt. A dress shirt. And I have a little hat made out of paper. Yeah. And you have viscas <laughs> on your face. Yes. And, and a little nose. And it's a nose. <gasps> Who am I? Your tiny chef. <laughs> I am Remy, the ratatouille, yeah. the rat of all our dreams. The only man that was a rat that we can trust. <laughs> I killed a man with just this. With this thumb. <laughs> Special order! Special I order! <laughs> I should have witnessed him. Alright, so. You just go around the house, like. Pointing your thumb out. Okay, do you want to do. Guess who I am? I. Okay, so Christian's wearing like a blue. Uh, yeah, it's like a blue denim shirt, mm-hmm. okay, jeans, okay, and a red bandana mm-hmm. around like the back of my head okay. to the front. All right, all right. Is this from a movie? No. Here, I'll, do you want me to give you a hint? Uh, yeah. If it's not from a movie. Oh my God! You're Rosie the Riveter! Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! I can do it. Yeah! Just say you're sexually attracted to Rosie the River. <laughs> Everyone's sexually attracted to Rosie. Oh my god. You want to wear the chef's hat? Oh my hat? god, this is heavy. Yeah, like Loki. Would you make this with concrete? <laughs> I got the notepad paper and I just started ripping it. And there's this guy, right? There's this guy. He just moved in to the because where my office is, we have different departments sitting really close together. So this guy isn't part of my team, but he's their new like team leader. And anytime I make a loud noise, he kind of just <laughs> turns his chair around to me. He's like. And I'm like, sir, let me do what I need to do. Let me do what I need to do. You really like my chef's hat? Yeah. <laughs> Little chef. Linguine. Benchwana. Little chef. <laughs> It sounds like my costume did better than your costume. Uh, at least I knew who you were. I'm gonna my 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 work is doing a uh, costume contest. I think I'm gonna pull it. I'm gonna do this. Do time. this. <laughs> you gotta I don't get have a, a rat though. I don't have a rat. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Should I bring the bunny? Would that be the just same thing? Go buy a stuffed rat from like a Halloween store. Or something. Well, maybe I'll just do the makeup and then just be like, I'm Remy the Ratatouille. <laughs> so the first movie that we covered this month was The Faculty. 
Christian, do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Did you? Do yeah. you remember what you rated it? Uh, like a 7 out of 10. Probably. You did. You gave it an 8, actually. Did I? Yeah, and I gave it a 7.5. Do you stand by that? I stand by that. It was pretty good. Yeah? What's one something that you remember from it? That's What's the most memorable part of that movie? Probably the drug test, honestly. Dude! <laughs> I put it in for my hashtag for that. The drug test scene is a homage to the blood test and the thing. That I figured. Too. No, that pissed, that part pissed me off. I was like, oh my god. It was just the part that nobody wanted to do it. They were like, no, I'm not taking the drug. And I'm like, do you want to prove that you're human or not? Just fucking take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I think the most memorable part for me is when uh, Ursher is like, um doing football and he like demolishes that guy and the guy from the Terminator the cop the cop from the Terminator makes this face <laughs> like that felt so real to me <laughs> but anyway another hash fact for the faculty a lot of the filming was done at the high school in Lockhart Texas the football team was that used like Texas high school it did Loki the, high, uh, the football team was used and the city was told to show up for the football game and were given fake t-shirts to wear in the stands. It was on this set of this film that Harry J. Knowles first got wind of Peter Jackson making The Lord of the Rings into a movie. He urged Elijah Wood to go for it even though the actor had never read the book, which Wood duly did, ignoring the news that Jackson was largely casting British actors and videotaped his own audition. Good for him. Isn't that crazy? Just the way things were you know, disgust. Disgust. You know, like, you know, like the catalyst of things. Do you know what I mean? No, I get you. <laughs> when they're discussing the aliens, they mentioned a master, but the first person to refer to a queen and continually refer to her as her is Mary Beth, foreshadowing herself as the queen alien. I thought that was a fun fact. I won't lie. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Um, our last hash fact for this film is it was unknown when Delilah was infected, but it is safe to assume that she was assimilated sometime immediately leaving the school, thus explaining why the police are unable to reach her at home. This also explains her use of glasses and more dowdy clothing when returning to school, as the alien seems to allow their hosts to unleash their desires free of normal societal constraints. And in this case, Delilah secretly wants to fit into the crowd rather than lead because of her looks. Though her wearing glasses is more likely because contacts will dry out the eyes of people who wear them. As these creatures dehydrate their human hosts, she switched to glasses so her eyes wouldn't dry out. It is also pos- possible that she was assimilated during the scene in the lab, during all the commotion. Do you mean assimilated? Oh my god, yeah. You've been saying assimilated. I don't know how to pronounce that word, to be honest. Where's the O? I don't know. Okay. Little chef. Get him to pronounce it for you. And, and it's, that's who's making me fuck up because he's playing he's around my head. He's the wrong hairs. <laughs> What would you do if you if you found out there was a rat on your head? I cry. So I'm like, ah! I feel like ooh, that makes me feel itchy. But anyway, it it she could also be turned during the commotion with Professor Furlong, as Mary Beth was seen taking her to safety behind one of the benches. Ooh. ooh. All right. So the next movie that we covered was R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Don't think about it. And I couldn't find much on this film. Really? Yeah, I couldn't find too many hash facts. But Christian, do you remember what you rated it? Uh, like a 
four. You gave it a five. Oh, a five? Yeah, and I gave it a six. I was going to say five, but I was like, I think I gave it lower. But <laughs> Do you want to make it lower? No. <laughs> you think it deserved a five? Uh, uh, it was just middle of the road, dude. Like, it wasn't super scary, yeah. but it was, more, it was more fun than it was scary. It was, it was obviously for kids. Yeah, what was the most memorable part? Probably... Papa John's guy? Is he getting, it, getting eaten? He didn't get eaten. He's you know what the, I meant. He's just the first to get trapped. You know what I meant. Really? The Papa John's guy? Be honest. <laughs> I think the most memorable line for me would probably... I mean, there's just so many. Oh, probably shocker pin. I didn't think that that would come into play, but it did. What's that? What's that called? Mm-hmm. Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's gun, yeah. Yeah, when something... Uh, bring, comes back yeah yeah like they make you pay attention to it and you're just like okay whatever yeah yeah that was one of those Mm -hmm. but yeah isn't there like a new goosebumps thing coming out soon yeah there's a show Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it looks pretty good is it who's in there i don't know i want to say keanu reeves but that's not him keanu reeves that's not that's not who that is that's that justin long justin long's in it goosebumps he's our scream king 2023 he's our scream king it is yeah yeah it's justin long yeah and it's a is it a movie or is it a show? It's a show. Oh, because they kind of advertised it as a it's movie. It's a horror comedy. Oh. So it's going to be like Scream Queens, I suppose. That's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just a long... Who does... What else is he in? Like, I don't know. He's just, he's just one of those... He's face. in Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, I know. He's also in Herbie. Yeah. Oh, Dodgeball. That's why I know that face from. <laughs> he's in Dodgeball. He is in Dodgeball. Uh... Uh, okay. No, I'm just trying to figure out who these people are in, in the show. Yeah, I don't know any of these other people. Probably because they're kids. So is it like a one solid story or is it like different stories? I'm assuming here. I can. The synopsis says, after accidentally releasing supernatural forces, five teenagers must find a way to work together and recapture them while discovering their parents' secrets from their teenage years. Oh. Oh. So this is going to sound unrelated. Mm-hmm. But there was this show. Um, do you ever like get like super into like a really weird niche show, and you like get super into it, and then it like gets canceled after like the first season? Oh my god, yeah, that's so fucking disappointing. There was a show I told you about. So uh, I told you about how my family used to watch Granite Flats all mm-hmm. the time. There was another show that came out not long after that one got canceled, and I forgot the name of it, but it was like a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Basically, the whole theme of it was like all of humanity's gone Mm -hmm. except for these like three people they get like regenerated Mm -hmm. by this like computer Mm -hmm. type thing and they're like what happened they're like uh all you need to know is that you need to get to this place before these other people catch you these other people are are humans but Mm -hmm. they're controlled by this like alien parasite or whatever and they get there and they find out that like they've all been regenerated before Mm -hmm. but the thing was they all died Previously, that kind of reminds me of um, the Eternals. Maybe I don't know. It was really weird. It was it was a weird show, but I was into it. But um, you know, the one show that I'm really mad that only got one season was like I'm not okay with this. That pissed me oh, off. Oh, it, it was called Extinct. Oh. Do you remember that show? I'm not okay with this. Yeah, that, that was such a Dude, good show. Dude, so good. If y'all don't, if y'all remember that came out like in 2020 so that was like our for our pandemic show mm-hmm. it was so good and i would say it. it was our pandemic show i think it was a little before well, that. well it was the first show we watched it was definitely like when the 
like around like it part one was like getting popular. Yeah. Oh, it was written by Orson Scott Card. Because oh. yeah. I was so mad because like there was so much mystery to it. I'm like, oh, is that her dad? Who's that man following her? Will she ever get a control of her powers? Will her best friend ever uh, requite her love? Will her guy best friend ever be like, hey, I actually really love you? And she's like, mm, I don't really feel the same. <laughs> and well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. That's so sad. I really hate it when they... I really wish that, like, shows would, like, um, release, like, scripts sometimes, like, of what they would want the direction the show to go in. So, like, we could read them. Yeah. I really wish that that was a thing. That'd make me so happy. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But anyway. Back to our hash facts. The outfit that Cassie's mom buys for her and wants her to wear to school early in the film is the same exact outfit that Cassie's nemesis Priscilla wears later in the school day. Huh. I feel like there's some commentary there. Yeah. Looking back <laughs> on that, yeah. And also, properly butchered meat isn't bloody. The red liquid in packages is more of a protein-rich liquid that comes from the damaged cells. Therefore, the blood that they used like wouldn't likely attract the blood-sucking head. Oh, well, bye, brother. Bye, brother. Bye, brother. But, but let's be for real. That shit's blood. <laughs> Do you want to get into our next costume? Our next costume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. Okay. Okay, me and Christian are back and we have switched our costumes. I know exactly who you are. Like, what are you talking about? She walked in here before we press record again. She's like, you'll have no idea who I am in, like, the most obvious costume ever. The most obvious costume I've ever seen. The glasses only solidified it. I'm crying, bro. Okay. <laughs> Okay, do you want to describe my costume? So she's wearing, again, black leggings, black socks, a white t-shirt. A white t-shirt. A a white (laughs) button-up shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, A bald cap, sunglasses, and she has a pencil mustache and goatee. (laughs) Who am I? You're Pitbull. (laughs) This is worldwide. (laughs) Okay, I'll let you guess who I am. Okay, okay. Christian is wearing... I don't have my glasses. I have no idea where those bugs went. <laughs> um, Christian's wearing jeans, t-shirt, a jean vest, and a cap. Are you Goob? No. Who are you? Are you from a movie? I, to be fair, I I mean, he is in movies, but it's more like a show. He's in a show. Like a cartoon? Yeah. Are you Timmy Turner? No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Ash Ketchum, bro. <laughs> I literally just like, I literally bought Apple specifically so I could do this. I don't even know what that is. It's an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's tape really like cute. paper towel scraps. That's to really it. cute, Christian. Why are you getting upset? <laughs> so the next movie we covered was Final Destination. Christian gave it a six. Well, I gave it an eight. Do you stand by your six? I stand by that. Honestly, I think that's so undeserved. I can't believe you didn't like it that much. What? A six out of ten. Come on now. It's at least a seven. It wasn't that good. (gasps) Why? This shit was corny. Really? It was corny. Okay, how? I just, I just thought it was corny. I like. I was like, 
I don't know, I just didn't like it. Like, it was very much like every other horror movie. I agree with all the other... Probably because of all the other, like, sequels that it has. Like, I agree. Like, it gets really corny really fast. But, like, I think the first one has a special place in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So, this story was originally going to be the concept for an episode of The X-Files, which was inspired by Soul Survivor. And in this movie, a woman who was a soul survivor of a plane crash starts to be haunted by dead people that death uses temporarily as vessels trying to kill her to correct his plan. It's killing everyone who suspects about it. Now, I started The X-Files... Uh-huh. And they, you know how, like, there's always time in the Final Destination movie? Like, it really makes us pay attention yeah. to the time. The first episode, by the way, which aired on my birthday, it aired on 9-10-1996. Or maybe it was 1993. I mean, I wasn't born until, like, seven years later, but, like, that's my birthday. Like, 9-10. Yeah. But I thought that was really funny. But anyway, um, they make you pay attention to the time. Because they're like, oh, time disappears. Like, you're looking at the time on clocks, on, like, analog clocks. And, like, they really want you to pay attention to the time. And I just thought that that was so cute that that was, like, implemented in the Final Destination. Like, something that that person works on, like, Wong works on his show. Yeah. To Into the movie that he's directing. Yeah. I just thought that was really cute. That was cool. Yeah. Fucking love Dana Scully. That's my main bitch right there. You should watch X-Files. It's so good. I like it. I'm surprised that I liked it. I didn't think... I thought it'd be really boring. I like it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like a more modern Twilight Zone, and I think that's why I like it, because um, I really like the Twilight Zone. I like the... I mean, Twilight Zone's okay, but I really like that we're following the same same people. Twilight Zone's okay. And, like, Scully's just like, oh, like... I don't believe. Meanwhile, her partner's yeah, like... Mulder's I've like... I've seen God in this <laughs> face. I know. I've seen God. Plus, the will they, won't they isn't as annoying as I thought it was going to be. You're so pretty. Like, I thought it would be, like... You're so Like, they only, like, teased it a little bit in, like, the first episode. Yeah. Because they were thinking about aliens. So, basically, the whole premise of The X-Files is that Dana, like, gets sent to work with Mulder. We're getting way off topic. I know, but still. But, like, they're like, oh, hey, um, we want to, like, stop the X-Files, like, project. So, can you, like go with him to his crazy like antics and like uh proves that we can like this is a waste of time but each time she goes on like a mission with him she's like well superiors i cannot explain to you what happened and that's probably why we'll keep the x-files open for now for now (laughs) and i just think that's a very interesting concept also jillian anderson fucking sexy as hell bro i love her she gives the like librarian look dude she's so sexy bro Look at and she aged like fine fucking wine, bro. Fine, wine. fine fucking wine, bro. Mm-hmm. Like she's hot. She can get it. Okay, <laughs> So our next hashtag: the exterior of Mrs. Luton's house was built in five days. The residents of Vancouver didn't want filmmakers to blow it up as they thought it was a nice house. That's so Canadian of them. Literally, it was a nice house. At around the four-minute mark, the shot of Alex's bedside clock, which fades in to 1 a.m. to 1.80, took five days to get correct. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. On a clock? Wild. So, much of the news' footage shown is actual footage from the July 1996 explosion and crash of TWA Flight 800 off East Mauritius, Long Island, New York. And I said, ooh. And not only does the film borrow footage of the crash of mm-hmm. TWA Flight 800, but also borrows other things as well. 
the July seven the flight which or the crash which happened on July seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, mm-hmm. was carrying a high school French club. It exploded suddenly and it was investigated for a possible deliberate act causing the accident. First, they investigated to see if it was a bomb. Mm-hmm. Then a. Uh, uh, surface-to-air missile, and uh, with as with this film, it was ultimately determined that the flight was the cause of a mechanical failure. That's so Which crazy. was an explosion in the fuel tank. Oh my gosh, dude. It's really scary. That is scary, and I don't like flying that much. And I'm just like, you never know. Because mm-hmm. there's nowhere for you to go! There's, and that's why in, like, World War Z, that airplane where everyone's turning into zombies and, like, the... That, that would piss me off. Dude, I'd be like, because there's nowhere to fucking go. So, around the hour and nine minute mark, the scene where Carter elbows Billy in the car was added in because on that day of shooting the scene, Sean William Scott had a sore lip. To hide it, the makeup team added blood, and the end result was of Carter elbowing Billy. Not quite In the film, Todd's name is spelled with one D instead of the traditional spelling of two. In German, Todd with one D means death. Is this true? It's taupe. Whatever. You're funny. I just think you, you, you're just like trying to hit me with facts. I'm Christian's like, like, you are wrong. You are wrong. So in the original ca- uh, the original casting choices for Alex and Clear were Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. And if those names sound familiar together, it's because both actors would later star in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy mm-hmm. as Spider-Man and Mary Jane, respectively. Ooh. Uh, the plane was built on a giant gimbal so that it could shake and like move gyroscopically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plane that was a big, big word. Yeah, the plane set was later torn down and changed to Clear's top floor, which she runs through in storm sequence towards the end of the film. That's crazy. Honestly, they're like, "Hey, we got, we spent money on this. We're using it." <laughs> so at around an hour and fifteen minutes into the film, Alex's chicken spread was actually mushed up banana. Well, good because you know it looked like fucking cat food. <laughs> Uh, and in the scene where Alex is reading Penthouse, mm-hmm. you know, the magazine, mm-hmm. the gentleman's magazine, on the shelf behind <laughs> him, you can see a thin FedEx bo- shipping box. Uh, Tom Hanks starred in Castaway, uh, which also came out in 2000. Wait, actually, no, uh, Final Station came out in 99, right? Wait. 2000. Oh, it was also 2000? Okay. So they both came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. You wrote that in the notes, and I was like, but I thought Final Station came out the year before. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so Castaway, which also came out in 2000, in it, his express plane, also uh, his FedEx plane, also explodes, leaving no survivors other than him. Crazy. Now, I really like Castaway. So, have you seen it? I've seen the end. Like, when he's back with people. I've seen that part. It's a good movie. I didn't see the part where he was casted away. Where he gets cast away. <laughs> I like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. We should watch it sometime. It makes me sad. It made me sad when he went to go see his, like, fiance and she, like, moved on with life. Yeah. That made me sad. Would, would you move on from me? How long was he gone? Four years. Not that fast. God damn. She didn't even wait. Did she have like a whole like husband and kid? I think she had a kid. I don't know. Let's find out. I'll look up. Like, I'm just like, okay. So like, especially since you were with this person and wasn't he supposed to propose? Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the illusion was because he handed her a gift. He's like, open it when I get back. And it's implied to have been a... Okay, if you ring. okay, if you would have been gone, I would have opened up the box, and I would have thought it was a wedding ring. I would not have like gotten over that, especially four years to get over date somebody, date somebody else, yeah. get engaged, get married, 
have a baby. Be with them long enough to have a baby. Yeah, Kel- uh, his, 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 Kelly. Ke- his fiance, Kelly, fiance, Kelly, has remarried and has a daughter four, four years later. Yeah, no, it couldn't be me. I don't think I'd move on that. Now, if it was 12 years, that I understand. But four? Four? <laughs> she didn't wait that long. Mm-hmm. So, at around the 18-minute mark, when everyone stares at Alex after the plane explodes, both Terry and Billy's death are foreshadowed. While Terry is staring at Alex, there is a picture of a bus in the background. While Billy is looking up at the plane taking off, the reflection of the plane is shown across his face. It is flying in a line right where the piece of the car decapitates him later in the film. The original plan was to have death as much more obvious entity in the film as it was in Todd's death, with Todd seeing a shadow in the mirror and the water running back into the toilet to cover its tracks. Um, After Todd's death, it was decided to have the deaths look like rare accidents, this way to kill the Flight 180 survivors pay tributes to the Omen. Mm -hmm. Which I'm just like, okay, then just refilm Todd's death then. The only thing they had to get rid of was the sweeping of the water. Like, leave the water there! That would have been so... It would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And our last hash fact for this film, at around the 59 minute mark, the piece of glass that went to Miss Luton's neck from the computer was done backwards. They shot the glass being yanked away from her neck with a line which was digitally erased. Yeah, that's how they do that with a lot of those scenes. That's it's really just easier. Cool. I think that's I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, oh god. Also, another thing, this um entire uh this film was composed the, the film score was composed by a woman. And she's kind of, like, high up there with, like, everybody else because she kind of has, like, the most composing jobs or something. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, I, I, I read that on Dead Meat, so if you guys, like, listen to them, like, I thought that was really cool. And I thought we should point that out because there's not a lot of female composers, especially for movie franchises. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It's she's really dead, cool. though. So our last movie of this month... Oh, no. ...was Monsters University. It was. So, despite being offered the role of Dean Hartscrabble outright... Wait! What? Oh my gosh. Oh, I, okay. Well, I gave this movie like an 8, I, or I think. Yeah, you did. I gave it a 7. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. Anyway. Okay, well, what's the most memorable part? I'm sorry. What's the most memorable part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, with the fucking Archie the Fear Tech Pig? Uh, no. Because that's when he does that. Well, I'm yeah. Saying. But I was going to say, I feel like the more memorable part is, um... I'm off duty. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> I like the part where, uh, God, what is it? It's it, it's in one of the scare games, one of them mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Oh, oh, it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's, it's in the end one uh, when they are at the scare simulator. Uh, Squishy does this whole thing, like going in there, and then comes to him. He's just there, just like. See, that pissed me off, because I was like, he didn't even scare them. He scared. He just surprised them. That's scary. And that still got points, but Mike doesn't. <gasps> but Mike doesn't get any. Literally. <sighs> Makes so goddamn sense. To be fair, I'd be more scared of Mike than I would be of probably, like, Randall. Squishy. Oh, Randall. No, my my most memorable part, especially, is it also a squishy scene, is when he's dancing and he's like bringing Sully onto the dance floor. I feel so bad for them, that scene, dude. Why? Oh, because they the- get carried. <laughs> So, despite being offered the role of Dean Hartscrabble outright, Dame Helen Mirren requested that she audition for the role anyway to ensure that the filmmakers were satisfied with her performance. Did you think she did a pretty good performance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was so cunty in all the right ways. Mm -hmm. 
So James P. or Sully Sullivan, played by John Goodman, enters Mike Wazowski or Billy Crystal and Randall's Steve Buscemi's room with Fear Tech's pig. A, uh, a mot- when he when he enters the room with the pig, uh, you can see a motivational poster above Randall's bed that says, "Winds of change." Shh, can you hear them? And Randall says the same line to Mike in the locker room during Monsters Inc. When he's like, oh, you're going to get, like, passed. Mm-hmm. Like, winds of change. Shh. Can you hear them? <laughs> I, think that, I, thought, I think that's funny. Mike's parents were originally planned to be included in this story. They would drop Mike off for his first day at Monsters University. Director Dan Scallon decided to drop them from the finished movie to make Mike seem just much more vulnerable. That's mean. I know. And so, the Pizza Planet truck, given a slight overhaul to fit the monster world, first and was first featured in Toy Story 1995, can be seen parked by the left of the J-O-X fraternity the house. The Jocks. The Jocks fraternity house during the party as Mike is riding Archie the Scare Pig. Woo! Woo! Monsters, Inc. has two major competitors in the scaring industry, Fear Co. and Scream Industries. Oh. Or Fear Company and Scream Industries. That's cool. I thought that was funny. Oh, my, so there are other industries. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, what are the... Do they do the same thing? Mm-hmm. And then after we've established that the screams don't work as well as laughs, do oh. they become laugh companies? B- by the way, I lied about what my favorite part of the movie was. My favorite part of the movie is when they get kicked out of the scare program and they're in the canister building class and, they're, and the instructor's like, some may say that canister design is a waste of a monster's potential. Open your textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he, like, he knows. You should read the next fact. It kind of has something to do with that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the hairy monster teacher that, that, that lectures on screen cam design, which almost puts Mike to sleep, is a parody of Ben Stein's portrayal of the boring lecturer on voodoo economics from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I thought you'd like that little hashtag. I thought, uh, you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yeah, it was a cool, cute little movie. Cute little movie. You, yeah. liked, you liked it. I was just like, oh my god, are they really going to get away? How? Are they going to get away with this? How did they get away with this? But also, why is all this going on? Also, where do they have the time and the money of of an entire school day to do all this, bro? It's Chicago. (laughs) Hardscrabble actually means very poor reward, regardless of hard work. The word definition appropriately describes how she treats her students. Anyone who does not live up to her expectations or perform poorly cannot attend her program. What does that mean? Hard scrabble actually means very poor reward. Like, I guess no matter how hard you work, you just don't get the right outcome. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is kind of like Mike's whole thing. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's your turn. Oh, I, I read like the last three. Oh, my God. Randall's ditching the glasses early on scene gives a hilarious explanation for his squinty eyes throughout the first movie. His formerly scary expression can now be read as him just not being able to see, which should explain why he mistook Mike for Boo in her room to bring the scare to bring him to the scream extractor in the first movie. Which I don't understand because why doesn't he just wear contacts? They don't have contacts in the monster world. I can though. imagine that Mike is wearing a single contact, just one large contact. I could have sworn. Maybe I'm just Mandela affecting myself, but I could have sworn there's like either a short or something. Or I think I think that is. Doesn't a, he yeah. have like a con like a single giant contact? I'll look that up. You keep going. The Monsters University's campus is based largely on the University of California at Berkeley campus, which is very close to Pixar's headquarters in Emeryville, California. 
The Monsters University's gate is based on UC Berkeley's famous Sather Gate, and the clock tower in this movie was based on Berkeley's Campanville. Fucking knew it. It's yeah, it's in his locker in the first movie. Next to his note from Celia. So UC Berkeley also carries the 510 area code scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, well done. Terry and Terry's heads are shaped like the letters at the end of their names, especially judging by the shapes of their horns. Terry, with an I, his horn, represents the letter I, uh, or, or represents like uh, like the dot, uh, what's called the tittle, which is the dot of the I. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just know you were happy writing that word. And while Terry with a Y's horns represents the arms of a Y and his neck re- resembles the, the tail. Joel Murray, who plays Don, is the younger brother of Bill Murray, who's one of the actors that was considered a voice solely in Monsters, Inc. 2001. Whoa. And one more. In the scene where Sully gets hit with the urch- urchins, which is like the first scare game activity, mm-hmm. it hits his shoulder and then he takes it off with his hand, causing his hand to puff up. This is what happened to Mr. Incredible when he was getting hit by the sludge balls in The Incredibles. Uh, uh, dude, I saw something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like giant boba or whatever, and the things are like that big, like the size of like grapes. I don't and like some, boba that much. And someone said, bro, these are the things that attacked Mr. Incredible. Because they were <laughs> black, too. Oh my yeah. gosh, bro. So it is implied that the monster scene in the first movie, not present in this movie, such as Randall's future three-eyed assistant, Jeff Fungus, were students at Fear Tech, Monsters University's rival campus. Also, the movie takes place in the 90s, which makes sense because the first movie takes place in the 2000s. Well, yeah, and then because, you know, like, fucking Mike's using, like, a fucking checklist and he has to, like, go around and, like, go to, like, these different things. On his, like, first official day on campus. Mike Wazowski. Scott Squishy Squibble's nickname is the same name that Dory had put on a small jellyfish in Finding Nemo. Squishy! So that was our last hash fact. Woo-hoo. Would you like to put on our last costumes to guess? Before we close out? Yes. Are you ready? Are you, are you the color blue? I'm a crown. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to have the Crayola. Yeah. Hey, this was just to complete the joke. <laughs> I could have. I could. I can still do that. Okay. Well, if you're, if you're having a blue Christian blue. has all blue on and a paper that says blue. Azul and blue. <laughs> you just put on another mustache. That doesn't count. It does count. You're uh, literally Peter Griffin. No. Okay, I know you're not are you saying that because I have a huge belly now? No. I am wearing two dress-up shirts, but one is brown. My hair is in a ponytail, a slick back ponytail, and I have a mustache. And a beard. You're what's his name from the fucking idol? No. The, the weekend's character? <laughs> no. You look like it. <laughs> I should have went up to the funniest book. What's his name? Tedro? Tedro? You look like Tedros. (laughs) Oh my god. What did you say? Spread spread those cheeks for me? Spread that tight fucking pussy. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) You look like fucking Tedros. (laughs) Do you give up? Um, What's it from? I gave you hints. A musical. You're Hamilton. 
Alexander Sahara. We're vibing. <laughs> All right, let's finish this out. All right, we have guessed each other's last Spooktober's. Christian is a crown, and I am Alexander Hamilton because I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing away my shot. You're not? Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, we finished out our last sober thoughts for probably a while. And if you have not gathered, or maybe if you missed a couple episodes, but we are expecting our first kid. So we're going to be gone for a little while. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, um, I'm hoping to pick up the podcast back in May. I do plan on having our November episodes come out. Really hoping we can get a single Christmas episode out as well as our uh, New Year movies that we watched in theaters. So I'm really hoping if we can get those two out, I'll be really happy. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be ideal, but we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so for our next month, if we can successfully get through it. Christian, do you know what our next month is? Our next month? Mm-hmm. Our theme for next month? Is... It's not fall, is it? Oh, no, it's sports movies. It is sports movies. Starting, we're starting it off with... Speed Racer. Speed Racer. I'm very excited. I haven't watched that movie in a fucking hot minute. Hell yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, and you guys have a happy and safe Halloween. Have a happy Halloween. Uh, go out trick-or-treating stay inside watch some horror movies just you know let us know what you're doing you know um we are puff puff pass and we are the couple that is smoking in the background you can find us on spotify or apple podcast or anywhere you get your podcast you can also follow us on twitter we are puff pass podcast sometimes we tweet memes sometimes we tweet our thoughts but most of the time, Christian sometimes does reviews on shows he's watching while I just angrily tweet about The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise. Do we? Maybe both. Perhaps. But if you would like to email us your thoughts on this week's Sober Thoughts, your thoughts just could end up on Sober Thoughts in May. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, they could just end up there. But you can email us at puffpasspodcast23 at gmail. But yeah. Dot com. <sighs> hotwire.com. H-O-T-W-I-R-E hotwire.com. <laughs> That's sad that you remember that. You said it. <laughs> I just said hotwire. Hotwire. You know my favorite commercial of those? Get the right college for free. <laughs> Get, Get connected, connected for free, free with education connection. That's not how we say goodbye. Okay, we gotta, like, start it. Okay. Christian, say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)